Hi everyone, welcome to the Equip and Elevate podcast. This is a place where we want to help women to cultivate the courage to own their purpose, own their journeys and own their success. I'm your host, Ayanda Vanna, and each episode I'll be bringing you conversations with some dynamic and bold women. My goal is that through inspired conversations, you'll gain a new perspective and tools to thrive in your personal journeys, businesses and careers, and most importantly, to live a life of purpose and passion. Thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Welcome to the Equip and Elevate podcast. Guys, this is the final, final episode for the season, and I wanted to leave with a bang for the <laughs> seasons for season one. So I've invited Dori Sang to come today. We're going to be speaking about faith. We're going to be speaking about purpose. We're going to be speaking about identity, ambition. Um, so I'm really excited, and thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Every single week, you guys go out there and you listen. I'm so humbled for you, all your support, and please continue listening to it and continue sharing with your friends and really growing the equipment and elevate family but let's get started with today's episode as i've already mentioned i've already sung in the studio we are live from the marriott hotel they are a partner today so go check out on my instagram page see all the cool features check out the hotel apartment and i might have a vlog guys so also check that out on youtube she's an award-winning <laughs> tv and radio personality and guys she's had I would say longevity in the industry, mm. nearly 15 years. Yeah, that's crazy. How, how old am I? Like, I'm even <laughs> thinking about how you've even just built that and sustained that for 15 years, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm really excited to speak about that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of this is going to be about purpose yeah. and speaking about identity, ambition. Yeah. And, you know, people say, I can't do this because I'm Christian. I can't do this. I can't pursue this. Or, yeah. And how do I navigate around these different things? So I really am excited to hear your insights. Yeah. Um, I'm humbled that you're here. Um, we're going to finish season one with a bang. Yes. Uh, and we've been speaking for the last hour, guys. We, we actually to- have. I, I think half the content is off. It's <laughs> off the camera and the mics <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be really awesome but mm. to get started i think i really like starting with this because mm. i really do believe like your childhood plays a, a very fundamental role yeah. in your life and who you are and uh, maybe you can just get started by telling us some of the key values that have shaped you or the person that you're becoming today from whether from your upbringing yeah. or just from life what are those key values that you've learned from childhood that have really made you who you are today geez um it's so great to be here you're doing amazing things. Thank um, you so much. From stalking you on Instagram to sitting across from you is is really, really cool. Um, oh, I must add that. Thank you. Um, key, key, how would I even... I think that... Let me give you three. Um, family, um, Christ, and the right to be yourself. Mm. Um, I'll start with family. So I always say that the biggest gift that my mom ever has ever given me, she's given me many things. She's taken me to school. She's bought me what I wanted. And she's really tried. But the best gift she ever gave me was Jesus Christ. And I think I want to link the two is that I come from a very, very supportive, close-knit, I got your back type of family. Um, And when the introduction of Christ was given to me, it it gave me freedom. You know, Mm. Um, I'll give you a story. Um, The one time I was having nightmares and I'd run to my mom's room and I'll tell her, listen, this is what happened. You need to pray. You should pray. Come back, run again. This is what's happening. You need to pray, pray. And then she was like, babes, if you open that door one more time and tell me that you have a nightmare, I'm not praying. You're praying. Sure. So she taught me that I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> you know, go away, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, and it happened again. I went back and I was like, no, it doesn't work when it's me. It works when it's you. And she was like, no, that means you're trusting me and not trusting God. So, so she literally was that type of mom. This is probably a conversation we're having at four years old, mm. right? Um, so it gave me the confidence to do life boldly. Um, and then I was the different child. You know, I was the talkative one, always in everybody's face. My brother and sister are really just like holy cool people. Like they're very put together. My sister's an engineer. You know, my brother's in economics. I am me, yeah. you know. But my mom really gave me the freedom to that. Um, sure. So I had this great family support. I had Christ as my ultimate freedom. Then I had an environment that allowed me to be myself. Um, I, I Now that I look back, I'm not surprised I'm who I am today. Wow. That was definitely a great starting base for me. Mm, yeah. Mm, so good. Mm. And would you say that um, just from growing up, some of those key values, what are some of the main ones that you're still reflecting on and are going back to and saying this is one that I keep you know, going back to, going back to, yeah. and it's basically my daily dose of making yeah. sure that I'm still, I remain humble, you know, yeah. and cause I mean, guys, I'm even getting goosebumps. Mm. You are so humble and <laughs> so down to earth. You gotcha. It's and you were just like, I, I felt like I'd known you forever yeah. and I've just met you. And I was so nervous. Cause I was like, I think you got here. There's worship music because we were prepping. I'm like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. I'm like, yo, let's survive up in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, you know, just having just that sense of, um, I don't know, modesty, humbleness, yeah. and you're warm. And, yeah. you know. It's because Christ did it. I think, I think that's the principle that I always go back to is that I can never, ever, I end up, there is nothing I can claim. Mm. absolutely nothing if you want to talk about my career i can't claim it mm. you know if you want to talk about the success that i've had in my career i can't like i honestly if Kiliwani or in front of you guys there's nothing i can point out and go you know what i really put in 110 percent. that's yes. why it came out that way i am a pure product of god's grace mm. from how my television career started to how i started traveling the continent to how i am what i am i tell people every day that i've never applied for a job i've been working for 15 years i've never said if you ask me for a CV, one doma, I can't see CV. I can't even like, I CV. In case I want to send me your, I know I'm struggling. Got portfolio. I'm like, because man, she in the portfolio. Since I, I can do the job. I can tell you, I can do the job. You know, and that just shows God's grace over my life. So at every given moment, I'm reminded of God's grace over my life, and I'm reminded that there's nothing that I did in my own strength. So how do I come across to you? Yo. In any other way, other than saying God did it for me, yeah. Uh, how am I not like you? Why would I take a position of being better? Mm. Uh, you know, you were like, ah, you're celebrities. I'm like, I don't know that thing. If Jesus Christ died for us all, then say Afana, darling. You know, mm. and and according to the Word of God, God says to me, He will make my name great. Mm. He didn't say I will make you famous. Sure. Because I can be famous and not be great. Mm. So for me, the aim is God's greatness. Mm. Not the one given by Instagram. That's why you'll see I'm not even very much, you understand, I'm not curating. <laughs> my pictures are not aligned. You know, I'm not that person. Because it's not my... Your Instagram is still great. You know, I'm, it's not my calling. I can't, I get tired and I tap out. So for me, I think that's what keeps, if I put it in your words, the humbleness. Um, and I've always, I, and I, I I'm very lazy. So I can't keep up with, with a lie. You know, um, I must be myself all the time because I don't want to bump into you tomorrow and I was cute wearing heels. Then next week, I can't do it. Mm. So I'd rather at every moment, at every chance, be myself. Wow. So that when I bump into you, you know, the same role you see on TV, here on radio, 
it's me because I, I'm going to forget who I was yesterday mm. for you because I was trying to be a celebrity. So good. I love so that. I tap out. So I'd rather just, darling, come as I am, you know, so that I can sustain that. I can be myself fully and comfortably. I don't mm. have to be anyone else. Um, have you always known yourself? I mean, tell me about you at seven. How were you at seven? Because I feel like you're so confident. I like that girl. You know, a lot of people go and say, what would you say to your 16-year-old? I'm like, yo, my younger self was bomb. She was bomb. She was bomb. She would she would take a Bible to school. I got banned, by the way. She would take a Bible to school and try to, you know, recite what the pastor was saying on church until one of the teachers, I think I was in grade four, said, Rory, this is my classroom. If you want to teach the children the Bible, you come into my classroom. Don't do it on the field, Okay. Yeah, that was Ms. Potgitter. She says, don't do it on the field. You come in my classroom. <laughs> I started a home cell in grade four oh, wow. because I wasn't allowed to do it on the school grounds. My mom got called in. It was a thing that she can't come with the Bible to school and start doing. So I think for me, because of the confidence that I had at home uh, and I can do all things through Christ. Yes. It was my attitude You're in life. In with yeah. So the older I got, then you start to calculate. You go, oh, babes, you can't really be this in front of people. You yeah. need to turn it down. So my younger self was definitely bold. Um, um, I really heard a lot from God as a young child. When they tell me some of the things that I used to say and used to do, I'm just like, did God leave me? <laughs> because where is that person? Where is that relationship? So as a, as a seven-year-old, as a teenager, very much on fire for God, but very comfortable in self. Um, and I attribute that to my mom. Mm. You know, I've got a big forehead and she would say to me, Mampi, which means little ugly one, um, which is not really quite a for me, but it was with love, you know, and she would say to you, you look so much better when your forehead is not hidden. You know, um, they're not bumping stuff. It's like, babes, I had the same problem. I just grew my hair in bangs. And then I'm like, my hair doesn't grow in bangs. <laughs> but yeah. then I had this mom who told me I'm beautiful all the time. Mm. So very confident, very outspoken. Um, yeah, a little bit me now, just a lot braver, mm. I would say. Sure. A lot braver. Sure. Yeah. I think when we're younger, I, we are not afraid to try out things. And no. I think we haven't experienced life as life as life as it is right now mm, mm. Um, you don't have bills yeah we don't yeah. have bills <laughs> and i think there's just such a there's a boldness that comes from yeah. young children or young yeah. kids because of just life being life you know yeah. not the way we know it yeah. um i want to get into your career journey um obviously you are in the tv and radio space yeah. but you also incorporate you also went you studied your yeah. tax um can you maybe just briefly share that journey and also maybe more than anything i think it's always great to know what was a defining moment when you mm. like i can wake up every single day and do this and i think part of what we do with the podcast yeah. i really want women to say that this is not the only way to mm. define your success yeah there's other ways of how you can define your success yes there are bills yes we have to go work to pay our bills yeah. sometimes your passion doesn't pay your bills mm. but there's something so sort of powerful wake up mm. every single morning saying that I can do this and yeah. I do it because I know I'm living in purpose. Yeah. So for you, um, with your journey, what was also that defining moment where like, this is it for me um, and this is what I need to do. Yeah. Even if it, I evolve in the next 10 years, but I know that this, this is, is where I'm at. This yeah. is where I'm at. So at seven, I probably wanted to be a hairdresser. Um, I hate everything that you'll see. I keep the same hairstyle. Got braids, probably be here for a week. They'll be gone. I'll be back to the afro. Um, and I think the older I got, the more I fell in love with like um, 
performance in theater. I remember I said to my mom, I want to do theater. I bought her a brochure. She saw a lady doing contemporary dancing and she said to me, she's not paying for me to go roll on the floor because she was like doing a young thing. She's like, no. Um, started debating in public speaking, which then led to me representing South Africa overseas. Opened up my world. I was there for like uh, just under two months, which was great. Um, and I came back, studied international relations at Tux. Then I got the phone call for YoTV. Uh, started doing YoTV. Um, again, I didn't do auditions. They heard about me. I think they saw a clip of me that was circulating of me at the Global yeah, Young Leaders Summit yeah. in Washington. Um, got into that. Fell in love. Very opinionated as per Rorosan, per usual. I said, mm, today's episode is so boring. And I wasn't aware that the commissioning editor was there from the SABC. She's like, oh, was it? She's like, okay, cool. In two weeks, you put together an episode. I was like, sorry, what? Uh, Lolly got, um, Goodson. And she was like, yeah, you put together an episode. And I was like, I could do this. Uh, brought all my favorite guests that I always wanted to. I think my first guest was Lebu Mashile. Sure, I love her. Uh, love her. I love um, her. I remembered her from the Gramstown Arts Festival. So I was just like, I'm getting that lady. I'm going to meet her properly and she's going to know me. <laughs> um, and I interviewed her. I was on Blue Couch. Then I started producing Blue Couch. Wow. Um, then the, the art of storytelling um, and the love for it really, really grew in me. So I had tax, which was political science, international relations, a lot of stories, a lot of uh, narrating. You've got to figure out what happened then and who we are now. There was a genuine love for that. Um, my mother's a storyteller. I know nursery rhymes, you know, mm. uh, you know, like that's, that's how I grew up. And I wasn't aware that she made me fall in love with stories. Mm. So when I started producing, it made sense. Mm. Um, then the urge of being in front of the camera was there, but not so much in terms of creating. Sure. Um, then I think God just gave me a piece of, I can do both, mm. right? That I can do all things. This is where it kicked in, where I can be behind the scenes and fully comfortable because there's a glory that is bestowed upon us for being on front of the screen. Mm. Uh, but there's a strength for behind the scenes mm. that is so beautiful and so subtle, but present, you know? Uh, and when I found the two, it was like a beautiful marriage. Uh, I think for me, that was a defining moment that you don't always have to be in front to have impact. Yeah. Uh, you don't always have to be seen to have impact. Yeah. Uh, people don't even have to know your name. Yeah. You know, our credit names go, I don't know how many shows I'm on the credits and people don't know. And later they'll be like, hey man, that DVD of Dr. Tumi, you, you produced and directed. Yes, I did. Wow. I'm not anywhere. You don't see me in the DVD. Mm. You don't see me. But my work... And my creative thinking is there and there's a power. And it made me feel like God's child. Mm. And I loved that. I loved that I can come up with a concept. I can write it down. I can sit down and script. And in two months, you can sit down on TV and watch it. And I don't necessarily have to be in front for you to enjoy it or see what I was trying to say. Mm. Um, that was my moment. Um, I've gotten to travel. You know, I lived in Nigeria for a bit, did content oh, there. Wow. And what God there said to me is that I can do content anywhere. So it broke me out of the thinking that I am only successful in South Africa. Mm. And that where you are known is where you succeed. No, where you are good is where you succeed. Mm. The Bible says that if you excel, it's in Proverbs, I think it's 29 verse 22 or the other way around. Um, he who excels in his work will stand before kings and not common men. And basically what it says, he who does well in his work will get the credit that they need. Mm. And I think living in Nigeria, working outside of the South African context, 
made me realize that if I'm good and I pursue excellence, it doesn't matter where I am in the world, I will, I will do well, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think God just stamped that. So it gave me the courage to get into industries that were not necessarily my forte. I went into corporate and I was like, I can do this. You know, I went into marketing and I was like, I can do this. Um, I can, I can be a consultant. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that, but that's what I do most of the time, you know? Uh, and there was just a freedom in that, that he who excels in his work will stand before kings mm. and not common men. I've interviewed presidents. I've interviewed three-year-olds. Sure. And it's excellence at the core of it. Mm. You know, It's coming through with that authority that God said, I can go out into the world and do great things, mm. and that he gives me that greatness. My job is to show up. So when a lot of people ask me about my career, I can't pinpoint and say, this is the moment. The moment for you. Yeah, because then then it's a moment because God is present with me every yeah. single time wow. for me, right? Wow. Like the smallest thing, you know. Mm. Um, this podcast is a moment for me because it's introducing me to people that I probably would have never had an opportunity to interact with, sitting with you, having a conversation. You told me some things off air that now are making me think. So every day is an opportunity. If you're going to go your career journey looking for moments, uh, it's going to be problematic yeah. because then it means you're driven by emotions, darling. And emotions are problematic in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, it's a problem, yeah. you know. So if you're not finding the beauty in the fact that God will bless the work of your hands, your job is your hands to work, mm. not to look for moments. Mm. Wow. Essentially. I love that. God has not called us to look for moments. He's looked, he said, your hands must work Yeah. and I will bless so good because yeah. I mean I was even thinking about this and I was like generally for for me I know with my journey it has been I wouldn't say moments but opportunities multiple Definitely. opportunities yeah. that have led me to saying wow this is something that I could do you know when I look at what I'm doing right now five years ago be like last. I was going to be a partner at some law firm in five years time yeah. and I was you know that was like yeah. the only thing I saw for my life. Mm-hmm. But things have just changed. And things with things changing, I've like all these different opportunities. Mm-hmm. They really align with my purpose. They align with what I feel I've been called to do. You yeah. know, and how God wants to use me. Yeah. And it was because of these multiple opportunities and yeah. God closing some doors. Definitely. And opening other doors. And yeah. that's what has led to this. The no's are so much better. I, I actually appreciate the no's. And I love what you're saying that it's these opportunities. If you're not present, so let me quantify it by saying, if you're chasing moments, you can easily miss an opportunity because it doesn't feel like a moment. I get mm. a, mm. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a moment. It doesn't feel like a crescendo. Yeah. And then, lazy opportunity. Are we born? But if you've trained yourself to look for the moments... The opportunities will pass you by. The trick is to be present all times and recognize that any platform, any room, any conversation that God gives you an opportunity to have is an important one. And be excellent at that. Do you understand? This morning I came up the lift and the security, uh, it's not a security, the, the, the guys, keep on, Baba di hoteling. And I was having a Red Bull and he said, you must eat. It was an important moment. He was reminding me of something important. And if I just go, he's just a guy at the hotel, I miss things. Mm. So I think my advice is be present. Mm. Be present everywhere you go. 
you know is it at the robots is it by the teller is it is it a, a podcast is it interviewing the president if you're present god really does do the rest mm. yeah yeah so good and what would you say when you're speaking about purpose what would you say is your purpose and are you living it um i mean even staying asking this question i'm like i look at you i'm like i know you're living it i hope i am um i i hope i am i i think right i used to be fixated about purpose um and like finding it mm. um and and now i think i'm just at a point in my life where i think my, my energy is more towards finding god mm. um in the things that i do as opposed to finding purpose the biggest thing and i've been teaching this for about a year every opportunity that i get and i'll sneak it in here as well purpose is not preference and we've been taught that purpose are the things that we like you know i like radio that doesn't necessarily mean that's my purpose it could be a vehicle just merely a vehicle mm-hmm. and if god removes that vehicle and gives me another vehicle doesn't shift my purpose so often times we are we we attach what we do as purpose and not the impact mm-hmm. so my purpose is the impact not not the vehicle that brings me to the impact yeah yeah so even if i go off tv my purpose doesn't stop what god has called me to do if it's to speak to people there could be another vehicle that brings me to that place yeah. to understand so yeah. i think for me purpose for me is 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 chasing after the one who who called me and and the bible says that you seek after his perfect will once you've done that it's such freedom guys because i know i've gone to seminars where people saying this is how you identify the seven steps to finding your purpose the 18 steps to doing this and i'm just like i'm sure if we just go to the one who made you and you just say lord what is it that you want me to be doing today mm. i've gotten this job opportunity i've gotten a year contract in this year what is it that you want me to accomplish you know i'm leaving my job i'm going to go uh, start my own business what is it that you want me to accomplish but if we're chasing around a concept instead of chasing the one who gives the purpose yeah it becomes a misplacement mm. you can go around in circles a lot of us think that our purpose are the things that we're good at mm. that's i think also people like just going back to what you were saying mm. like you made you made an example with radio some people think it's a vocation it's like a job that's your purpose you know no. and i always say like you can ch- um, it's a channel as you said a vehicle mm. you know if you are called you know like this is my calling mm. to have to serve you know yeah. you can do that in different industries Dip. lala you know, so that is it, it it it's it's a vehicle as you said like it's not a vocation it's not a um a title a position no. that my purpose in life is to be the person of south africa yeah that's an an avenue and how you can use that um as of what this purpose is for you. Definitely. Definitely. I think we've just been taught wrong or we we choose the things we like. So it's very seldom that somebody who doesn't like speaking in front of people to say my purpose is to talk to people. Yeah. Because they're using their personality and what they preference to decide what the purpose is. Mm. And I look at characters like Moses and go, Moses's purpose had nothing to do with his preference mm. and what he was good at. In fact, God used the very thing he felt was his downfall. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So if then purpose is not necessarily what you're good at. Mm. You know, um yeah, it's a vehicle. The things that you're doing are vehicles. Um and I mean particularly for for those who who believe in God, I think the mandate is already clear, go out into the world. Mm. Sometimes we pretend like God didn't tell us. He did tell us. He said, 
Mm. Go out into the world. He said, occupy until I come in the spaces that you're in. Yeah. He said that we are representatives of him on earth. Mm. As he is, so are we. So the purpose is there. I guess what we're trying to figure out is the vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's it. But That's we can't so be good. confused. You can't be like, I don't know what my purpose is. No, yeah. you do. If you yeah. if you believe in this God, yeah. then it's, it's clear. It's very clear. It's, a, it's a mandate. I always, say. I always say, like, we sometimes attach it to you what you're doing. And God has given us so much in terms of what we need to do. Yeah, it's so our, clear. It's, it's so, so clear. I guess where it's just like, what what vehicle is it going to, mm. to, to be in? Because he said we must go to the ends of the world. So you must understand, am I going to the ends of the world in a bicycle? Am I going to the ends with a train? Mm. Am I going with the aeroplane? But to go to the ends of the world, see, I darling. Yeah. And and that's the mandate, mm. you know. How we get there, I guess, is the question mark yeah. that you must then walk with God to know. Sure. Yeah. And how did you? Um, I think we sp- you spoke about this slightly earlier, and you're speaking about knowing yourself, knowing mm. who you are. How did you discover your true self and become secure in your identity? Mm. I think that is an ongoing love walk with self. Mm. I don't think you get to a moment where you like, give me low. You know, because next week it's not me. You know, today, I've, guys, I'm wearing lashes for y'all. Did you guys see that? They Individual look so lashes. Nice. I, didn't, I didn't know you had to brush them every day. So today, forget my lash. Tomorrow, I'm back to that's not me. You know, so that's what I'm saying. It's an ongoing journey. But I think, um, on a more serious note, for me, my. I don't know how to explain this. And my freedom in being myself really comes from my faith because my faith says I can come boldly before Christ, before God, before his throne as I am. So if God is the ultimate, then why can't I come to you as a mere human being like me Mm. and come as myself? God is my benchmark. Mm. So why would I all of a sudden want to adjust myself to you, mere human being like me. Yeah, sure. Do you understand? Whereas the maker of heaven and earth is mindful of me. Mm. And in his mindful of me, he says, I must come as I am. Do you understand? Mm. So, So for me, it's just like, I think my faith has given me that freedom that if God himself can handle me, surely other human beings can handle me too. I don't have to step outside of myself at any given moment in order to meet a criteria that I don't know comes from where. I usually say, when society came together, I wasn't there. I don't know if you were there. Were you there when society <laughs> came together? There was a meeting where society came and said, this is what a woman is. There was a meeting mm. that society said, this is what a Christian is. There was, there was a meeting with society that said, this is what success is. meeting. So because I Mm. So the only meeting that I was part of is the one with God, and the and the and the meet, the, the, the the minutes are there. It's the word of God. So that's what I apply, mm. and I subject myself to. Um, it frees me, sure, and it allows me to make the mistakes that I make and know that God is faithful enough to see me through. Um, my identity comes from who God says I am. Mm. It can't come from who I say I am. Mm. A lot of people say I say I'm strong. I'm in, I, I'm not strong. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I'm weak. I need God. Sure. Tintin father, tintin bogot. I want tint. I'm going to lose all tint away. I'm tintulina. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be holding knives, guys. That's why they've got handles. So I'm not that. Mm. I'm who he says I am. Mm. And I can't even have the power to say who I am. 
because I was made by God. Mm. Yeah. Love that. I love that. I, I, I don't even have the right to say it. So how much, why would I give you the right mm. if me, myself, I can't even put that on myself? So go back to the source. It's freed me. It's really, really, it's freed me. I don't know how else to put it. It's just made me go, well, if God didn't say it, I can't do it. Mm. And I can't be under the pressure to do it or to be it if he didn't call me to it. Yeah. So good. And I think just going back to identity and what you're just saying, mm. you know, sometimes with life happens and there's, you know, we ambitious people, we yeah. want to do things, we're striving, we're talking about some of the work, I mean, yeah. the amazing work you're doing, um, well, we'll be doing. Amen. Um, and, you know, it's sometimes easy to get lost in all the things we're doing. Mm. Um, and sometimes we like, I mean, I mean, look at you, you know, being in the industry um, and you hear people that have sort of lost their mm. way in terms of whether, you know, I don't want to use any specific yeah. examples, but, and also I don't want to ruin those. I mean, also negate those experiences to yeah. say, this is how your life turned out like because you did this, mm. but rather like people just fall out and do certain things. And mm. sometimes, you know, there's a conflict with identity yeah. and ambition. Yeah. How have you navigated between sort of ambition and identity and especially when mm. you've been asked to do things that compromise your values yeah. you've been asked to do things that do not align yeah. with what you stand for yeah. but you know this is the opportunity yeah. um if i don't do this i don't get the check i don't get the check <laughs> you know and it, yeah. it doesn't have to be hectic some yeah. of people would think that you need to like um people say, have people offered you drugs Guys, yeah, i'm not gonna do drugs exactly it's not even if i was in christian yeah. i'm gonna do drugs yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be that hectic it could be something as small as Something just that that does not feel right for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be even bad because yeah. sometimes we think things that are not aligned they have to be bad, they have yeah. to be terrible, they yeah. have to be malicious. But sometimes it just doesn't align with what yeah. your spirit is saying. How have you navigated between balancing your identity and ambition? Yeah. And also, I'm also very curious to hear what your definition of success is for your life. Yeah, I think we, I think ambition is something that we need to define, right? Um, and that. My identity has nothing to do with my ambition. Mm. Right. Mm. So I think a lot of times we want to put the two together to say, I am this, therefore I go for this. And it's like, in true fact, these are two things that are standing separate. Right. I need to first decide who I am and the things I want to pursue. And once I've decided who I am, my identity will just say to my ambition, this is how this is the blueprint of how we're going to get there mm. right so if my identity is for argument's sake found in Christ that he orders my steps if he closes that door even though it was my ambition to be in that space he orders my steps mm. and that's where my identity is rooted in mm. so i never want to confuse the two right and also what is the root of the ambition why am i ambitious Mm. Why do I want a top billing house? Mm. It's for what? Mm. It's for who? Did God send me to go get a top billing house? Right? I am ambitious because I want to be seen in the top 10. What, 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 celebrity of South Africa. Where? What's the root of the ambition? And if the root of the ambition does not come from God, it will never be aligned. And it will be very easy to mislead you or move you away from your identity. You're very right that for me, identity how I would define it is being in partnership with God on who he has called you to be, understanding the mandate and trying every single day to live up to it. Mm. There are certain things that I don't do. 
right? I don't drink tea. If you come to me and ask me to be an influencer for tea, we young doma darling. There's nothing wrong with tea. Mm. I need pussy. Mm. I associate tea with being a child when you've got stomach problems and they give you black tea. That's why I pussy tea mina. Moba in my mind is raise yakula. Black tea. That's how I don't drink tea. Mm. So if I'm going to sit here and go, oh, this cup of tea is amazing. One cup and you feel it. I'm not going to be able to do that. Mm. You know, because truthfully speaking to myself, is that who I am? No. Mm. Is that what I do every day? No. Would I do it in front of my family? No. Would I do it in front of God? No. So why would I want to portray that kind of lifestyle or that kind of behavior or that kind of work opportunity in front of the world if I knew behind closed doors it's not what I want to do. Mm. So for me, it's defining ambition. Success is relative. Mm. So good. Because you can plan to have a podcast and you want to reach 100,000 people. Then one person watches this episode and their entire life is changed. Yes. Yes, that's what I always say. Cause yeah, and a lot of people think we say that to make ourselves feel better. No, it's no. not. It's because we know that Christ came. Mm. So we come to do what he has called us to do. And the impact is our purpose, mm. not the vehicle. So, so success is but mere vehicle. What's the impact of my success? Mm. So, Rory, you're successful. You've been on TV for 15 years. You've been radio. You've won awards. Oh, my God. What is the impact of the accolades mm. if they, they, they do not turn people back to Maneka, if they do not help people, if they do not inspire me to do things that have got nothing to do with me but others? Mm. So, success is impact. Sure. So. Yeah. You can be, not, you can be rich and have no impact. Exactly. You can be... Cute and have no impact. You can have small waist, big bums, stunning lashes, showstopper, no impact. Mm. You can have a million followers on Instagram, <laughs> no impact. Mm. You know, you can have that silver thing from YouTube <laughs> that they show us, oh my gosh, nah, 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 that's great, no impact. No, so, so for me, success is impact. It's not, it's not the tangible things you have. Mm. It's the intangible things that you possess that impact people outside of yourself. And I think it's so, when you remove success from tangible things, it requires you to work on self continuously. Definitely. Now we're playing. Now, now you're in the now game. You, now you can't. Now, I know just, Sebenza, darling. now you can't just be, oh, walk into a space and hope that because you have this in this position, you've done this in this, Therefore, it qualifies you. No. You actually have to go home and say, what am I giving in that space? How do I want this space to receive me? Yeah. You actually have to do the work on self because yeah. you can't rely on external things yeah. like, um, you can't rely on external things like your qualifications, yeah. your positions, because the self is what is going to play a really Definitely. important role in how others not even perceive you, what impact yeah. they are left with. That's the humbling bit. Mm. So when somebody says, why are you humble? Because God shows me glimpse of impact once in a while. All you see and all I see is the accolades. Mm. But there's got to be more that is spoken about me than the fact that I was on your TV. Honestly, that can't be my life. <laughs> it can never be my life. No, she was in a band. It can never just be my legacy. Mm. 
that can't be it. That I came and I slayed the industry. And then, you know, impact, you know. Uh, you, we were speaking uh, off, off the grid and, and, you know, you were like, oh, DMs and whatnot. And I'm like, I do DMs on Tuesday because that's where my impact is. That's where I have real conversations and I talk to real people. Not somebody who says, uh, I like your shoes. Great. I, I get people go, Rory, this is what's happening. I need us to pray. I just lost my job. Um, I've had people call me and say, I'm admitted in hospital. And I go, baby girl, where are you? 20 minutes of my time, just pop in. Let's pray. Go. My mom. I call her about people she doesn't know. I'll be like, oh, I just got this Instagram post, DM. <laughs> we don't know. You know, and, and that is the beauty of what we're called to do is that these platforms, these spaces, these rooms, the Bible says your talent will make room for you. These rooms that we find ourselves in, though our talent brings us into those rooms, mm. it's God's sustaining power that mm. lands us and lets us stay. Mm. And that's where the impact is. Getting in the room is easy. Yeah. It's very, anybody can get in the room. Sure. Because all of us are giving talents. Maybe you're given five coins, maybe I'm given one. But guaranteed, we're in the room. It's what we do with the room that is the impact. And when, the, when God speaks to us about giving us our crown, it shows you that the accolades that we're collecting here are actually pointless. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to get that crown. Mm. And I've got a big forehead, so my crown's got to be big. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we got we got to zone in. We got to zone in and do God's work, because <laughs> because I want the rubies, babes. You know, it, it needs to sit right. It needs to sit nice. You know. So yeah, success is relative. Mm. You've got to define it for yourself, and it changes as you grow older. Mm. It changes with every stage in your life. You know, I was saying to one young person, success could be you moving back home, mm. because that could have been the best decision you've made. Mm. That's good. Because that would have been the last year you spend with your mother. Mm. But also a year that gives you financial freedom because you could save. You'll be amazed at how the things that people think are backwards. The Bible says God uses the foolish things of this earth. So half the time, the things we think are not success, God is using for his glory. So you got to really be careful when defining it. I would say don't even define it. Allow him to do it. He knows best. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. You don't know what the weather's going to be like today. So I think I would trust the one who maybe does. Because if something as simple as the weather, yeah, you can't handle. Yeah. Rather give it to him to define. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that because I think with society, with life, you mm. know, we think because I'm not this executive at this age, I don't have yeah. this, I haven't reached success. Um, but when you look back to the impact component, you're like, wow, actually, this is the the impact I've had. Have you gone to a funeral of like old people in, in like villages? I have. Yeah. Have you, have you felt the, the impact of somebody who didn't go to school? Mm. Somebody who wasn't educated. I need to be smart because we speak English. Mm. Uh, somebody who didn't have a car, somebody who didn't live in a big house. And then you go to the funeral and you listen to mm. impact. Then you realize that there's a lot of things we put our energy into that actually doesn't matter. Mm. That actually, that's not what people remember about us. Mm. People don't remember your car. Your car. People position. don't remember Guti. Again, the work of your hands. Impact. Quite frankly, I'm not mm. 
It's the impact that you have. So for me, things like that always remind me that you've got to be careful of where you're zoning in all of your energy, you know? Mm. Yeah, some people are successful. Your family doesn't know you. Mm. That's not success. No, I'm ambitious. I'm driving. I'm Asukwaz. You know, you think your responsibility is to send money home. No, it's not to send money home. It's for you to be home. Mm. But you've defined success. You're living in the burbs. You go once home once a year. You're so busy with your work. You can't pick up the phone and call your parents. Can't have a real flourishing relationship with your siblings because you are famous or you are busy or you are important. You are ambitious. Mm. That's a lie. It's a sad life. Mm. You know, and you've defined it as success. It's not success. It's the beginning of a downfall, a sad one at that. Mm. Because life happens to all of us. Mm. Mm. Ask people who have money who have cancer. Mm. Ask people who are billionaires, who have children that are sick. Mm. So for me, you can't be successful and inaccessible. Yeah. Can't be successful and you don't have time for people. Yo. Can't be successful and you are so ambitious. You oh nah, this is cut. Yo. It's not success. It's guys, the beginning of the downfall. Guys. I'm Yo. a lawyer. You know, I've got I'm a lawyer and I've got articles and you know what 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 what, what, what. I'm working on my doctorate. Hey, be be careful. You know when black mothers go, be be careful, be be careful that you're not swimming in a pool of busyness mm. and you're missing to being present because the devil knows how to keep you busy. Mm. He knows how to be busy. Like, be busy and then you busy, also busy, sometimes busy. assume that I, the busyness uh, is your identity. Exactly. I'm a hard worker. No. The Bible says he gives wealth without toil. Hard work. We, we work smart. We don't work hard. God says he gives us wealth without toil. Mm. So if you're toiling, you must go back to the source and go, Lord, this kind of feels like toil. How do we fix this toil? Because I still want the wealth. Mm. But you said it comes without toil. Where am I? Mm. You know, people say, God, in the industry, we hustle. The things that I hustle is getting water, is getting good parking. Those are the things that I hustle. <laughs> work. Can't hustle work, chief. I <laughs> can't hustle work. I hustle parking. That's the things that I hustle. When God said he will provide, he says the sparrows, the lilies, don't have stress. Mina, why anxiety? No, chief, I must have anxiety for parking because I don't want to walk long. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. So be, be careful. I think that's, I'll leave it there. Be, be careful that you don't stick in a cycle of busyness and think, one, it comes from God true that it defines a success mm. because it could just be the devil playing with you and moving you away from the very things that are very important. Sure. So it could distract careful. you. Ah, be, be it, become, it can become a distraction sometime mm. if you're not focused because you need to also this whole thing about when you know your purpose, you can evaluate what's important. Yeah. You can eliminate what's not important. You can focus and evaluate and use that as a base to how you make decisions mm. because if you're saying yes to everything because it leads up to the success mm. then the it ambition the ambition it distracts you from what you actually are meant to be doing and never be in the position where god has to remind you that he is god sure don't let god remind you that he is god mm. 
Do not think you have the audacity to do life without God. He will remind you that he is God. And quite frankly, he doesn't need you. He no. No. Where? I get I get Yeah, no, I've worked hard, I've studied, did my articles, I've been on TV for 15 years. Aisha COVID. When an articles work, when telling radio, TV personality, level five. God has a way of reminding us that he is God. Just don't be on the flip side of that story. Do not ever get to yourself in a position whether you're successful or halfway to success or quarter to success or ten to where you think that you can do life without God. Mm. Never ever put yourself in that position because it's a very, it hurts. It really does. I know it's a the door when you oh when you use when you clips the finger yeah, man on the yeah, door no. you know that pain where yeah. the finger is here but ishayala yeah it's that pain <laughs> it's clipsing I know it mm. I know it very well I'm very clumsy so I know it very <laughs> it's well it's very very clipsing don't clips yourself yeah by thinking you can do life without God yeah it's the beginning of of a very hard journey and you know God is so graceful that He's still at the end of that journey but you can avoid it mm. you really can avoid it you can avoid the confusion you can avoid the pain and the destruction because anyway we are going to get challenges don't add unnecessary ones god is still going to test you anyway life is still going to show you flames anyway so don't don't add on unnecessary by eliminating the presence of god in your life sure yeah that's so good i actually now want to speak about we spoke about purpose we've spoken about identity we've spoken about upbringing um, what were some of the hurdles you've experienced? Um, how did you persist in that? And this could be personal, career-wise. Yeah. And I think another one is finding, how did you find joy and purpose during that difficult season? Yes. Um, so my health, so the past five years, I've been in pain every single day. As I sit here next to you, I'm in pain. Um, and it's been such a, it's been a whack time. It's been a whack time. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, I've gotten several diagnoses. I've had several operations. I think I'm on between 2019 and today. I'm on seven uh, operations. Um, I'm due for one in two weeks, and it it really. You see, this is the beauty of of walking a journey with God. Is that that's what I was saying that the difficult times will come anyway, even if you're faithful in certain areas. And I think that's sometimes the fallacy that we teach people with Christianity that if you do things God's way, you're never going to go through anything. Mm. You know, I do God, I do a lot of my life as best as I can God's way. But challenges come. My 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 ailments, if I could call them that, have probably been the biggest challenge. Um, and I think the biggest challenge has been mentally. Um, I've done an operation on a Monday and I'd be on set on a Saturday mm. and life continues and I would be bleeding out and, and I'd just be like during the ad break, like, yo, is it not staining the shirt? No, no, we can't see it. Okay, cool. Can you just fetch me, uh, the, the, what, what they call them, what, what pads so I can put them there so that it doesn't stain the stylist clothes. Um, I have sat in, you know, theater rooms and the doctors and the nurses all know me. Because that's how often I come in, you know. Uh, my body has crashed after surgery. Um, you know, I've had my sister, brother, mother move in with me. Um, I was on a wheelchair for half of this year. Mm. Uh, I walked in today just, by the way, hallelujah. <laughs> you God. know, praise God. Praise God. Um, uh, you know, um, so I think that has been the hardest. But I, 
maybe years before this journey of not being well started, the joy of the Lord is my strength was very heavy on my heart. Mm. And I taught about it. You know, all little was like, yeah. yeah. So today we're <laughs> going to talk about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And really the joy of the Lord has been my strength. I have found peace in knowing that he's got it covered. I cry myself driving into hospitals. I will sit in the parking lot after I've spoken to Dr. Pule. Shout out to Dr. Pule. I love you. Uh, I'll sit with Dr. Smith. I will sit with my biokinetics, Vicky. I will go and I'll meet. You know, it's there's so many people. And, and I will look up and everybody that God has placed in front of me is so perfect for the season. Mm. So, down to the nurses. Hello, Rudy. You're going in. You're going to be perfectly fine. I need them. And even in the worst times, it's beautiful to see how God sustains me, how God carries me, how I still get to pay my bills, Mm -hmm. how my brother will come and spend six months wheeling me in and out of Metro FM, you know, how I still get to travel with shows that I do and my family is there to pick me up, bathe me, you know. And I'm just like, I am so blessed. Mm. I am incredibly blessed. My sister slept on the floor next to me in my room. There are other rooms in the houses, by the way. And she was like, I'm going to sleep on the floor for a straight three months to make sure that I'm fine. Do you know? And I cannot be angry at God for that. I can never. My mother is on a taxi. My mom's got a car. She'll be on a taxi. She doesn't trust your birth. She'll be on a taxi from the Val every Friday, four o'clock. She's like, get Gandhi Square. (laughs) And she's got a little plastic kitty cuff teeny. She's got whatever, you know, she's going to get there. She's going to start the fireplace. She's going to cook all my favorite food. And she's present. I literally watched my family rearrange their lives to be with me the first six months of this year. Hmm. And I can't look at God and go, why is this happening to me? Obviously, I have my moments, but I can't deny the blessing. Hmm. I can't deny the blessing of people DMing me. You know, I walked into Metro FM the other day and I left my crutches. I was just testing myself. I walked in, the security guard started clapping. Wabona, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I got into studio and I literally cried. I think I started the show late because I was just like, Lord, that was maybe just a small act, but it meant everything to me, you know. And for me, yes, times are hard, but God is always speaking. And I think I've just come to the place where I'm longing to see or to hear from him in the littlest things Mm. because that's what carries me through. You know, it's the text message from my mom. It's my sister saying, are you okay? You know, it's my little brother doing all my invoices for me. You know, it's, it's, it's my friends going friend. I'm going to pick you up. I'm sleeping at your place today. I didn't ask you guys to come sleep at my place. Why are you here? They've Mm. cooked up a storm. You know, I had a very good friend of mine thing you I was still sitting on the, uh, on the wheelchair. She brought her whole team that she sings with. She's a gospel artist. And they came to my house just to have a worship night. Hmm. Like, the I can't buy that. Getting... Do you understand? I can't buy that. Yeah. I have a makeup artist friend of mine who traveled with me. She literally bathed me. She used to carry me out of the bath every single day. She's got my medication lined up for me when I wake up. You know, and I'm like, I can't buy that. You hmm. know, so I think for me, It's that, that even in the midst of our trials, you know, I joke with them and I say, I may not have the longest time here on earth, but boy, am I living and having the time of my life. Mm. I'm having the time of my life and not because I'm rolling in the dough or I'm living up because I really have a great network of people around me. Mm. 
and I can't ask God for more. Sure. And I think when what you're saying it's love, you know, at its I core. Think, like you know how you see, God you know is, the English. I did the long explanation. <laughs> the love, darling. It is the love. It's the love because you know how God says, out of all the all the things love is important yeah. you know yeah. you know there's emphasis on love and love and love and love and we sometimes want to overperform like i need to be doing this god is like do you love your neighbor mm. do you love yourself do you mm. love me mm. that's what i want to know and just hearing that uh, that can sustain you because i always like always saying like a lot of people ask, how do you find joy? And I'll get those DMs. How do you find joy and purpose during a hard time? Because you like sitting there and you're thinking, God, there's a way out. But right now, how do I find that joy? And I think what you're saying, it's that love. Oh, please find it. Please find it. Be intentional about it. Like be intentional about loving the people around you. Be, be present, man. Like it really it doesn't cost you a thing. Mm -hmm. And when you get it back, you know, a lot of people go like, yo, like people love you because you're authentic. And I'm like, I can't believe that's a compliment nowadays. Mm. That somebody will say you're authentic. You're giving me a compliment because I'm myself. It means that we're not loving ourselves enough. We're not loving others enough. People are shocked at love. Mm. That I, No, no, no. So, you know, like you'll, you'll give car guards, you know, I had a car guard arguing with me because I gave him a hundred rand. I was like, I see things so funny. You need to why often you change, darling. And and you could tell that it's not so much about the amount, it's it's the act mm. that he is blown away by. And he almost feels like he doesn't deserve that yeah. act. You know? Everybody deserves a hundred rand. It's the act that he feels like, yo, it's too much. I don't deserve. And I'm like, that's the time that we're living in. And I, I really believe that if we are children of God. And we are pursuing to live like him. Mm. You've got to be love and you've got to find love. And that's the only way we can change people. Mm. That's the only way we can have impact. Mm. Is, am I loving on you? Mm. And are you loving on me genuinely? Then how will I not respect you? How will I not treat you well? How will I serve you? How will I not? You know what I said? Because it, it, it will come automatically. Yeah, because of um, the love. It's just overflowing. And in that love, there's joy. There's joy, yes. That you can't explain, that you can't quantify, you know. My mom knows that I love chicken feet. There's a joy. When that baby girl walks in, because Kapti Nain gets a little more done and go. bills, Lala. You know, she knows that I want the nails chopped off before I get it. She's already done it for me. There's a joy, you know. I get excited at finding sunflowers because it's difficult in the season to find them. It's the little things. And if, you, if you're not counting it all joy, you know, then you, you are in a problem. We're supposed to count it all joy. Mm. Even the hard times and the good times. God says there is joy to be counted in that place. Mm. I guess our responsibility is to find it. Yeah, and I think what you're saying, like... I think it's important. I think Paul says, I think myself happy. Yeah. Sometimes we um, we want to, because happy is based on things happening. Definitely. So if things are not great for me, it means I'm not happy or Definitely. I don't have joy. So Paul is saying, actually, it's an attitude. You have to think yourself. I think myself. You need to find joy. You, it's, not, it's not always going to be like rosy and beautiful and yeah. great. And that's where you need to say, God, I know that it's tough. Mm. I know that this month I'm just I need to make it to I'm literally I'm gotta to I'm gotta to but mm. and this is how much I have but yeah. I know that I'll make it and I have so much joy and trust in what you can do for me I would say name drop mm. name drop I love I love I love 
what 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 David did is when he faced up with Goliath, he name dropped. Hmm. He was like, "Yo, I done this, I done that, I faced that. Who are you?" Hmm. So sometimes, even in those difficult times, just name drop, name drop that yo, I survived cancer. Yeah, you know, I survived loss. I survived losing my job. I survived like just name drop, and it's not for you. It's almost going. You're remembering the power that's behind you. Mm. That, that oh, okay, cool. I see what you're trying to do, devil, here. But you forgot. You forgot who I roll with, right? Mm. Oh, you forgot my there's, homie? He's still here. There's actually a past, I mean, not a past, there's a, there's a prophet um, in the Bible or a, a king in the Bible. I just, I'm trying to think of his name. It starts with an N. It's a very long, yeah. very complicated one in the yeah. Old Testament. Every time he would pray, he would start with like, God, you got me out of this. You help me with this. Yeah. He will start the whole list of what God has done for him. You isolate these, um, this battle because of what you did, Nana. And said, like, by the way, God, after all this amazing things, I have this small issue. Can you please help me with fighting, winning this war? But at that whole thing of name dropping, he... Hype yourself up, babe. Like, he was just, like, going... He, ah, I'm not going to hype up, but I'm not going to hype up. 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 I'm not this is my opportunity. Like, you've got a name drop. You've really got a... And the name dropping, like I'm saying, it's not for you. It's not necessarily you relying on your own power. You're going, yo, God, like, this is everything that you've done. Surely. The small thing. Surely. That's... Surely. <laughs> you know, I could do this. You know, I've got the strength. And, and I think that's what relationship comes from. A lot of the times we treat God like Father Christmas. Mm -hmm. And what we're describing and what you're talking about with that prophet in the Bible is relationship. And I almost want to make that very known is because a lot of us want to tap into or receive the benefits of relationship, but we're not pursuing relationship with God. Mm -hmm. The reason why we name oh. drop. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. Uh, 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 I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ because you've got a relationship with Christ. Yes. You can't be outside of the parameters wanting the things that are inside. No, you've got to come inside, Chief. You've got to be love, inside the group. So the things that we're describing now are relationship. Mm. So he's speaking from relationship. David was speaking from relationship that God helped me do one, two, three. Surely this God that I walk with. Yeah. That's what that, that prophet was doing by listing those things. He's showing you relationship. He's saying, I've walked this walk with God. Mm. And because I walk with him, Lord, mm. the only reason I can call you and go like, friend, it's a relationship. I can't come to you today and go, hey, babes, you know, um, it's the first time we're meeting. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, know, it's like, I know that you have the money. It's like, that's why we do it with God. Yeah. Like, God, I know you have the, yeah. the, 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 the and skills. And I with relationship. Yeah, that's why I can go, relationship. it's relationship. Yeah. Right? So let's not get it twisted. Nkulungul is not Father Christmas. That's why Father Christmas are corner. That's why when I live Father Almighty, maybe we should just define the two. Yeah. Yeah. That the one wears a red suit, the other one sits on the highest throne. Mm. And we mustn't get the two confused, Kuti. Your well behavior is going to get you the toy that you want. Ah ah, seven We walk a journey with God. That's why Father Christmas comes once a year. Nkulungul corner every day. He says, I stand and I knock. Mm. Oh, Father Christmas, uya, uya nyonyob, ungenangama, chimney. I equal relationship lab. So the God we serve is relationship. And if we don't understand that and we want to milk from the benefits 
outside of relationship, it's not going to make sense. So some people will go, ah, but I've tried that, it doesn't work, but do you have a relationship with God? Mm. You know, in, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 2.18 or 18.2, sorry, I get them confused, but it, if you look for it, you'll find it there. It, it, it says, those who love God know God. Mm. Love, relationship, knowing, access. Yeah. You can't skip it, babes. Yeah. And ah. I- and I think there was, um, I, I actually, I'm rereading Crazy Love. I actually need to reread Crazy Love. Mm. I read it a while back by Francis Chan. And he says there was this pastor. Um, he died, when he died, he was obviously doing ministry. Got yeah. to, and then he was just making an example of, imagine when he got there, Jesus was introducing him that this is your son. This is what he does. This is who he's about. Yeah. This is like, you know, that introduction yeah. and also coming from relationship. He was speaking about relationship yeah. and saying that if you don't have that relationship, how, who, how is Jesus meant to be introducing you the way? And he was, it was so. We're the smart ones. I need what you're saying is, is, is that we, we think that the trick is knowing Jesus. Mm. The trick is for Jesus to know you. The Bible says he will say, I never knew you. Mm. So the ultimate ambition, the ambition or, or, or the success is meeting him and he knows you. Mm. Not you going, I went to Bible study and I read this and I did this and this and that. God was like, I never knew you. Mm. I never knew you. We never had a relationship. You did a lot of things, but you and I didn't have a relationship. So like you're saying with the pastor, that how beautiful would it be for Christ to introduce you to the Father? Yeah. Because in fact, he came to reconcile us with yeah. the Father. So that's actually how it's supposed to mm. happen. So never be on the other side where, where Christ, mm. I think you're using your new name. Yeah, like, oh, but what disappeared, sweet. For 20 years, I don't yeah, know what, yeah. what happened to your I life. never knew you. Yeah. yeah and, you, and you never really pursued me. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of us are pursuing the culture of Christianity and not Christ himself. Sure. And that's why we'll get the answer, I never knew you. Mm. You would have known Christianity, but you would have never known Christ. So mm. at the core of it, it's love, it's relationship. Sure. And, and, and if we pursue that, and if that is our ambition, that even in the difficult times, you can't help but still feel the security and the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And that's why it surpasses all understanding because it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why I'm not healed. Because I, did you fast? I fasted. Yeah. Did you go for deliverance? Did you intercede? Did you guys, two shall agree upon a thing? I did it. But you know what? I'm alive and still well. My body may fail me, but God's grace is upon me and we move, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, love, look for it honor it, you know, share it. You're right. That that's actually what God wants from us. You said, do you love your neighbor? Do you love yourself? Do you love God? Mm-hmm. And even when we're done and the lights are off and we've spoken nice English to you guys today, if those three things are not in place, it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely pointless. Sure. Love, love, love. There's nothing. I love this conversation. (laughs) In closing, Mm. um, what would you say, and this is a tough one. Mm. I was thinking, I was contemplating, should I ask this? Because I'm like, should I go to advice? I'm like, no, I ask all my guests that. I want to ask something different. Mm. Yeah. What would you say is like the life message? It doesn't have to be definite. Mm -hmm. That the life message that God has given with you to share with the world. Obedience. Obedience. Love that. Obedience. Sure. Obedience. Um... 
obedience is not for God. Obedience mm. is for you. Mm. Right? So whether you do drugs or you don't do drugs, God still remains God. Whether you have sex or you don't have sex before marriage, after marriage, during, God still remains God. Mm. Whether you are obedient to the things that God has called you to, God remains God. Mm. Whether you change your character and you work on yourself, God remains God. Mm. So obedience is for me. And, and, and that's my journey. That wherever I can be obedient to the call of God, I pray to God that I never miss that opportunity. You know, I put up something on my social uh, media the other day. I called it Take Out the Chicken. I'm really whack at like teaching the Bible sometimes. My analogies are, are off. But <laughs> basically what I was saying is our mom will ask us to take out the chicken. And she's asking you to take out the chicken because she understands the process of how it must defrost. And a lot of us will want to put it in the microwave because I need to wear a new school. And it doesn't work the same. She knows why she said you must put it out. Mm. And I said that the quicker you take out the chicken is the quicker you get to sit at the table. And the Bible says to us, he sets the table before our enemies. And I know a lot of times our focus is on our enemies, but the fact that God himself, even if you omit the enemies, himself sets the table means my alarm is going off to remind me to eat. <laughs> Speaking about chicken. <laughs> um, means that God is interested in your nourishment, he's interested in the betterment of you. Mm. And all he's asking you to do is just to take out the chicken. And he'll do the rest. Sure. So obedience. Find yourself in life pursuing obedience. Mm. Obedience to the things you're meant to be doing. Obedience to the spaces that you're supposed to be in. I always ask young girls, did you ask God before getting into that relationship? Mm. Or are you asking him to bless you while you're in it? Mm. Did you ask God about taking that job? You know, did you ask God about your attitude towards your mother? Did you ask God about the friends you're supposed to keep? Mm. Obedience. What did God say? I know we want to do WWJD. What would Jesus do? But maybe before we ask him what he would do, can we maybe ask him what he has to say sure. about the situation? So I think for me, if there is a life message that I want to live and that I want to, to teach and share, is, is obedience, mm -hmm. that it's not for God, mm -hmm. it's for me. It when is. God says, do not have sex before marriage, it's for me. It's My sex life has got nothing to do with shifting God from his position, mm -hmm. right? It's for me. When he says, don't be in that space, it's for me. So the quicker I am obedient, the better for my life. The quicker I take out the chicken, be obedient to the instruction, the faster I get to sit on that table, whether the enemies are there or not. It's quite frankly none of my business. My business is God himself set the table for me. There is no greater seat. There mm. is no greater table. There is no greater room to be in than the one that God has set for me. And my call is to be obedient. It's hard. It takes, it makes you look like a fool half the time. Yeah. You know, you look backward, you look slow, you look, you look like you are not making any sense. But the reward is so great. I started off in one of the questions you asked me, and I said, I've never had to look for a job. I've never had to go and apply for a job, mm. right? And people say, what's the benefit of, of waiting before marriage for sex? And I'm like, Angazi, but <laughs> I can just show you areas in my life where God has come through in an mm. incredible way. So can I say that it's a fact that if you don't have sex, you'll always have a job? I can't put the two <laughs> together. However, I can confidently say there's an area in my life where I believe I was obedient 
and there are areas in my life where I see God taking care of me. Mm. So my life message is obedience. The sooner we do it by his, the better for us and the better for the world that God has called us into. A lot of us, the world is the mess that it is because we're just not doing what God said we must do. Mm. No. There's no science. Absolutely. There's no calculating. We're just not doing what... Mm. When was the last time you told people about Jesus? When was the last time you were boldly Christian? Mm. When was the last time you spoke faith, love, you 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 behaved in that way? Somebody went, there's something different about you. What it is? And and then we're shocked at the world that we're living in. Mm. So, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. So, that's it. Love. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> love it, 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 love it. It's sure so, so true, mm. so important, and it's for us, man. It's for us. It's for us. It's for us. And it just shows us how much God loves us. You yeah. know? Even the, you know, when you're making all the examples, the aftermath of some of the things, it's yeah. like, it's for us. Really? But sure. Thank mm. you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I think I have had goosebumps for the really? last hour. <laughs> I think you'll say something. We are wonder, guys. She's got goosebumps because uh, it's cold. In it's not cold. Aircon. We had to get <laughs> technical people to come turn off the aircon so they wouldn't pick up sound, guys. I've just, I've just been really blessed. I mean, even waking up this morning, I was even when I was getting, I wanted to get, I wanted to cry when you were speaking. I was just like, <laughs> because I woke up this morning and I was not feeling okay. Mm. And I think I told everyone, me and yeah. Papa, sometimes yeah. I was telling everyone, that I was like, I don't know, my spirit is just down, mm. but it's fine. I just need to be hyped up. Yeah. And then we listen to some worship music. That's why we we're playing. Cause usually we don't play music. We mm. just set up and stuff. That's why there was a lot of worship music. I think I told almost everyone, the lady that gave me the egg, she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Today I'm just down. I'm, just down. I'm like, I've never met you, but I'm just telling you. My I'm telling you my business. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and just having this conversation yeah. has just been so amazing so yeah. uplifting and i think yeah i just love what you had to say yeah. and Thank you just you have me. so much wisdom and yeah just so much to sh- to give yeah and that came through and i think we always say do things excellently mm. if that's even a word that's fine babes. <laughs> it's okay um the conversation for me was excellent mm. yeah and even that's a way it was impactful it was it's what it was it was what I needed. So if you listen to this, guys, it'll probably be a month from now because it is the yeah. season finale. Yeah. Um, but it's what I needed in this yeah. moment. So I want to yeah. say thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Um, the impact conversation. Thank you for the impact that you you are creating with the space. Um, you know, I um I told her that I, I have a podcast, thirteen episodes on my phone that I haven't released, and I said to you, you're inspiring me to step out. And really, this is it. This is this is this is what we're called to do. We're called to to obey mm-hmm. and do the things that we're supposed to do as uncomfortable as it may be as it may shift us from our comfort spaces you know and I was telling you the things that I want to do and you were like what's the problem do you know and um yeah I think you reminded me today that we've just got to step out and it's mm-hmm. not for me you know and the glory is not when this podcast does well it's not your glory as much yeah. as you know it's your face on it it's quite frankly God's you know yeah and then I think you reminded me of that and I'm so grateful for that I really am that We've just got to do and trust that God is, is is carrying out. If he said we should go out, then we need to obey. In my own words, trust and obey. That's what you've taught me today. Like mm-hmm. that we've got to really trust him. We can't just say it. 
Mm. We've got to ultimately at some point start doing yeah. um, the things he's called us sure. to do. So shout out to you. Thank you so Season much. Finale. Season finale. Season do you want to run into the mic and say season finale, guys? Offense has been in the background. He's wearing socks. He, he's, does, he's not wearing shoes. Am I exposing you? Uh, no, nah, no, nah, it's okay. Come on, men of God. Come guys. on, men of God. episode is crazy. What a way to end the row. Say the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where the chocolate at? <laughs> that, oh, a man with the blood. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm going to stay in here. I like it. And he really did give me chocolate. He actually gave you chocolate. He actually did. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Hey, book, I see me. Let's break bread and meet in season two. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for an amazing season one. We're actually having chocolate right now. It's an actual thing. Is it a thing? It looks so it's rich. It's the dark, dark one. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes so rich. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Marriott Hotel, Melrose, for being our partner, guys, for standing here. So I've beautiful. even lobbied, lobbied one person. Someone might be staying here. I'm staying here tonight. That's tonight, for sure. guys. Mm, good night, man. Good night. So beautiful. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And till I see you guys in season two. I hope you were equipped and elevated by today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved what you heard, please share with others and post about on social media. Remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Ayanda underscore Vanna, and on Twitter, Ayanda Vanna. See you in the next episode.